You are listening to episode 155 of the Master Your Mind, Business, and Life podcast. Imagine spending $1,300 and generating $30,000 in revenue. Or maybe spending $3,500 and turning it into $60,000 in revenue. Well, that's exactly what this week's guest helps entrepreneurs do. And guess what? She does it all through Facebook and Instagram ads. Jennifer Spivak is the CEO and founder of Team Spivak, a high-vibe Facebook ad squad. She has helped hundreds of businesses generate millions of dollars on Facebook and Instagram, with many seeing a 1,000% plus return on their ads campaign. Her all-female team enjoys crushing data, helping women-owned businesses make a ton of money, and smashing the patriarchy. Jennifer has been featured in Forbes and listed as a top Facebook ads manager to watch in 2019. And not to mention, she is an adjunct professor of digital marketing at the City College of New York. I mean, seriously, Jennifer is like the epitome of a woman who is crushing it. Now, before I share this incredible conversation, I thought I would share the review of the week. This week's review was submitted on the mindbizlife.com website from Tracy M. And it reads, this podcast is exactly what I've been looking for. The topics aren't redundant like other podcasts and each week is something fresh. The Feel Your Life Friday episodes are the perfect length too. Tracy M., that is the type of feedback that lights up my life and is also very helpful for me to know what you want more of. The Fuel Your Life Friday episodes are definitely a hit. Remember to rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you tune in and turn it up. And while you're listening today, if something resonates with you, take a screenshot and share it on social media. Tag me in it at MindBizLife and I'll be sure to reshare it. Okay. Are you ready to meet Jennifer? You know what to do. Tune in, turn it up, let's go. You're listening to Master Your Mind, Business and Life. Conversations with everyday world shifters, truth seekers, and rule breakers. Here's your host, Lauren Smith. Jennifer, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me today. Hey, thanks for having me, Lauren. You know, you are out here crushing it by helping hundreds of businesses generate millions of dollars on Facebook and Instagram. But before we nerd out, I'd love to just get to know more about you and your journey and what led you to this place in your career. Yeah, so um, it's kind of a, a long story that uh, doesn't necessarily seem like it would make sense from where I'm going to start it, but let me start there and I'll walk you all the way. I promise. Um, So in my early 20s, now going on almost 10 years ago, um, I was in an abusive relationship and, uh, you know, getting out of that relationship obviously was really challenging and it was a really hard time in my life. But once I was out, Uh, you know, the first thing that I did was say, okay, I'm going to start, you know, getting involved in advocacy work. I'm going to start volunteering because that's how my brain works. Something bad happened. So it was the purpose of it, like immediate connection. So I got really involved in volunteering for different organizations that work with um, domestic violence victims and survivors. And one of the things that was like just insanely apparent to me was that my experience of getting out of that relationship was actually, all things considering, much easier than it is for so many other women 
because I had access to money. So because I, you know, had money put away and I was able to, you know, get an apartment in secret and, and you know, kind of escape that way, there wasn't the added layer of I'm trying to save my life. And I also like may have to choose homelessness or living in a shelter in order to do so. Right. And the more I saw this and the more I saw how this was the reality for most people, the more I was like, okay, no, like <laughs> this will not stand unacceptable. How can that be that, you know, something like money is, is in these scenarios, the reason that women end up dead, honestly, mm-hmm. it's just the truth. Right. Yeah. And so uh, figuring out how to put more money in the hands of more women for just general empowerment because it's awesome, but also because like on some macro level, it could be saving their life mm-hmm. became, you know, my mission and vision and purpose. And then, you know, kind of separately on the side, I had gone to school for marketing. I had created an agency before. Um, I had this really good skill that I was good at selling. I was great at delivering results. And I had seen firsthand, this is of course, you know, uh, paid advertising through Facebook and Instagram. I had seen firsthand the type of results that it could deliver. And I realized here's an opportunity to, you know, take this skill set that I have and combine it with this vision and really from the ground up build an agency that looks different from other agencies that is really, really focused on how do we put more money in the hands of more women, both through myself, of course, the team that I hire, the clients that we work with, the nonprofit that we're able to support. And so that really became the center pillar of everything. And and that's how I got here. Holy cannoli. (laughs) What? an amazing story. Seriously. Like so amazing. I love that this is purpose driven. Like it is is from the ground grassroots purpose driven. And you are so right because I don't want to overlook the value of what you said of why so many women stay in abusive relationships, because I think this in itself is so powerful and it needs to be heard, but you are so right. And I just had this conversation with a friend, um, not long ago. And sometimes it's not even just an abusive relationship, right? It's just a relationship. It's codependency. It, It could be toxic, maybe not abusive, maybe toxic, or maybe it's just expired on some level, but then you're like stuck. Yes. And just, you know, I, now that this is something that is such a part of my life, I I, I so often see these other scenarios that are like what you're talking about, you know, and, and, and beyond that, where it isn't that, okay, you're like in physical danger, but, but it still is this setup where a woman is sort of beholden to a man in some way, shape or form because of money and, like, no, not, a, not on my watch. We're not doing that. I love that. Yeah. Cause whether it's the stay at home mom, who's been in charge of, you know, the kids for the past six years and she's out of the workforce, then she's stuck too. Right. So it's yeah. like, let's, let's regain that power and, and take back some control. Yes. I love it. I love it. Okay. So you're all into Facebook and Instagram ads, but you know, there are still some people out there who are skeptical about them or they're like, I've tried it. It doesn't work. So what are some of the, yeah, you know, so what are some of the reasons that ads don't generate results? What are people doing wrong? Yeah. You know, big picture, let's just take a step back. And and I love to talk about this concept. I really find that in the industry, a lot of the experts love to treat Facebook ads as like this other, 
this like scary, mysterious, like, you know, pixels and codes and all this stuff that, you know, really have people go into it, seeing it as this other and forgetting that all of the foundational marketing 101 stuff applies just as strongly as it would. It's just a channel at the end of the day. So even though, you know, for example, when we're going in and auditing an account, let's say for, you know, a new client that we're working with, yes, there may be some little technical things here and there that we can see that we want to do differently. But almost always when somebody is saying, you know, I tried Facebook ads and it didn't work, it's because there was something very foundational missing. For example, they didn't really know the right front facing messaging to attract their target audience. They don't know exactly who their target audience is. They haven't yet nailed and completely validated their offer. So we, we want to think and almost like in a way of giving away our power, right? Like, oh, Facebook, Zuckerberg, bad man, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's scary, technical. And, and there can be some of that, but mostly it's there's something foundational in your offer, in your messaging and how you're talking to people that isn't landing because when that is dialed in, then all Facebook ads is, is helping you get in front of more of the right people with the thing that's already been proven to work. And how could that fail? Right. I love that. And what a great way of thinking about it. And I know when Facebook ads started way back in the day, like there was this huge push to gain likes, like, oh, you know, we just, you just want a, a boatload of likes on your page. Like, and now it's, we're pushing people off of Facebook to a website or a landing page, correct? Correct. Absolutely. So what is the value in doing that for someone who may not understand like a funnel? Yeah. And so really at the end of the day, Facebook ads can and should be used to create a system that allows you to put in a dollar and get X amount of dollars back every time. If you're not looking at it that way, then you're potentially missing the point and shouldn't be spending your money at all. I mean, what's the point of spending money on marketing dollars if it's not going to come back to you in some way, shape or form. And with this particular channel, because of the tracking, you have the opportunity to have it be that direct of, Oh, every time I spend a dollar, I make $3, $5, $10 back, whatever it is. So it really is about, um, you know, what is the ultimate action that you want somebody to take, whether that's booking a call with you so you can sell them into a high ticket service, purchasing your course, buying your product off the Shopify store. That's the goal. That's the focus. And that is solely what you should have your eye on when it comes to spending your marketing dollars on Facebook. Mm, so those generating likes or Instagram profile views, they're probably not as valuable as pushing it directly to your product or service. Yeah, you know, and, and look, it's, it isn't always so black and white. Like there are strategies and situations where doing more audience building and nurturing on the front end can serve a purpose. But I'm always a fan of what's the most direct path to revenue, right? Always bringing it back to like, we got to put more money in the hands of more women. I got to do this quickly, like time is ticking. So what's the most direct path? And let's start there. And then we can build out additional touch points or more nurturing if the data supports that, hey, we're getting a lot of the right people, but they're not warmed up enough. Okay, great. Then let's add it in. But I always like to start simple. And the fact of the matter is with the right messaging and the right funnel, 
you often can get somebody to just come in and kind of do the action that you want them to do without a lot of upfront nurturing. I like that. And of course, that comes back to what you've already said of making sure that you have your target market or your ideal client already nailed. So how can someone really get clear on who their ideal is? Yeah, you know, I really think that a lot of that does come down to, you know, testing and having been in business for a minute. Um, You know, I'm kind of a a proponent of the idea that you really honestly shouldn't be running ads until you're until you're at six figures. Mm. Um, Because before that, you you could argue and again, obviously, you know, case by case basis, but um, you know, has your offer really been validated enough? Like you have to kind of be out there and doing like sort of the grassroots talking to people, you know, whatever the current version is of like selling door to door, so to speak. Right. And, and really able to get like that anecdotal qualitative feedback of, you know, do people want what you offer? And I think really only through that, um, are you, having a clear idea of exactly who your people are, what they come to you for. And then especially, and I talk about this a lot, like what's the right front facing messaging for your people? Because the work that you do with them and your front facing messaging to bring them in may be a little bit different. And so I think just being in business, having sold, you know, a certain amount of products or services and just like talking to people is really the, you can't shortcut that you know? Right. And how do you think like you really cultivate this, this good front standing message that you talked about? Yeah. So let me give you an example. This is one of my favorite examples and it it helps people go, Oh my God. Okay. I really get that. So there's this woman um, that I follow online and we could say she classifies herself as like a dating and relationship coach. Like that, that classification would make sense. even though it's definitely a lot more. Um, And so all of her front facing ads are like six steps to get him to text you back this weekend, right? Like very like instant yeah. gratification, very clickbaity, really meeting her people where they're at. And then having been on the inside of her programs, it's almost laughable because like she would she would never, like the work that she's doing with people is so much deeper. It's really about like creating fulfilled lives for women. And oh, by the way, that also maybe may have an implication on your dating life, but it's not the point. But think about the type of person that she's working with. If she's out there talking about, hey, you think that you just want the man to text you back, but actually like you have to work on yourself. We're going to be like, no, thank you. Not interested. (laughs) Um, Versus, right? The quick hit. This is is how you're going to get to text you back this weekend. And it's so brilliant how she's really able to say, okay, I want to be able to do this work with my people, but I know that they're out over here in this headspace. So I'm going to talk to them in that headspace to bring them into my world. Mm -hmm. And so again, I think that does just come down to knowing your audience, knowing your people, and really, really understanding where they're at when they are, you know, potentially ready to work with you and knowing that they may not yet be ready to hear, you know, you could have your messaging in terms of how you work with people completely nailed, but you may need to tweak that to bring them in given where they are. Oh, I love that so much because essentially we're sitting here and we're planting the seeds, right? So like if you're a business owner, you can step back and you're like, okay, this is where I want you to go, but you're here now. And I think that's a really great way of looking at it and it's such a simple way. What an awesome example too, because I'm like, oh, 
yeah, I see how that works. Yeah, yeah. And we see it so often with clients too, where they're like, this is my messaging. And it's like, okay, this is so great for a sales page or something that's, you know, inside your program, but we have to kind of like dial it back a little bit almost to figure out, you know, how to talk to your people where they are at currently. Otherwise we find that the messaging often falls flat. Mm, I like that. That's a great tip. So I want to switch gears just a little bit and talk about something that you're doing that we already kind of touched on, but you have an all female team and I think that's so dope, but I know that when you are leading a team, it, it has its different challenges, but having the right team is really powerful. Um, I think that small teams can be fierce, yet they still keep everything very personable. So what have you learned as an entrepreneur about building a team with intention? Yeah, uh, so much. And also feeling like, God, I still don't know anything. Yeah. Um, it's been, it's been maybe one of like the greatest like pieces of personal development, <laughs> building, building and managing a team. Um, but I feel like what really, really works for me um, is just making all of my decisions like truly based on a gut feeling. Mm. Like anytime I have you know, tried to build out, like just in terms of hiring, for example, a lengthy, okay, this is the, they're going to send a video and then I'm going to do this qualification process and they're going to do, it's like that hire has never worked out. (laughs) Whereas multiple times I've just been like, yep, that's, that's the girl. She's the one. And like, you know, I've literally just like messaged somebody like on Upwork and been like, hello, I would like to like hire you. <laughs> like, and just knowing instantly um, that has been what has worked. And, and it makes sense. I really try to run my business, my life, my everything based on like butt check, what feels good in this moment. Let's, let's do that. Um, so that's been what's been really most successful for me. I love that because some, so many times when we lead from intuition and, and checking in with that gut of like, mm, does this feel right? We almost like avoid so many bad detours, like so many bad different roadblocks that could have come up if you only would have listened to yourself from the beginning. You're like, oh, I knew that, but I ignored it, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, at the end of the day, Um, we could argue whether or not what I'm about to say is good or bad business advice and it serves me. So it actually doesn't matter. But, um, you know, I, I do make a lot of my hiring decisions based on like, would I be friends with this person? Like we are doing more than just, you know, clocking in and, and working a couple of hours a day together. Like having that team aspect, that community aspect is so important to me. And so everybody needs to fit. And I don't want somebody on my team, if even if they're like brilliant, that like I don't want to hang out with. Like that's not that's not the type of company that I'm interested in building. Right. I love that. And because you're right, it is a team, it is a community. And when you're a business owner too, like your employees feel like family to you. So wanting to be able yeah. to hang out with them is huge because you don't want someone on your team who every day you're just kind of annoyed to deal with. <laughs> yeah. Just like not at, not at all. And so, yeah, I I have no problem really making decisions based off of like, oh, this person is like clearly a cultural fit. Like even, you know, one of the things that, that we do, which is so silly, but we love 
is, uh, you know, I'm interviewing somebody, I always ask them their sign because we're like, we're very into astrology on my team. And so it's like, oh, where would you fit here? So that stuff often becomes more important than, you know, oh, tell me like every little thing about your technical skill set. Oh my goodness. You're so my people. So now I have to ask, what are your signs? Moon, sun, rising? Hit me with it. Okay. So I'm a Taurus and then literally all like everything else is a Capricorn. So I am earth all day. (laughs) Oh my gosh. You are my people right now, Jennifer. So of course you're Taurus because here we are money, right? So we like, you're generating wealth. So here we are. I am a Capricorn sun a Virgo moon and a Libra rising, but I have a stellium in my fourth house of Capricorn. So I am very Capricorny as well. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you. I love love my Capricorns. They're like my favorite people. All my exes are Capricorns, like 100% of them. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. And you know, uh, my right hand woman, actually I call her my left hand woman because when we, um, because she's left-handed. So like, you know, it just, it vibes really well together, but she was a Capricorn too. And we were like twin brains. So like finding how like you can work with someone who's almost just like flows with your brain. Like you can speak the language to them. Like so intuitively is also really cool and powerful. Absolutely. I love it. Okay. So what words of encouragement or advice would you give to someone who's just starting out in business and they're still trying to build their confidence as an entrepreneur? Oh, I guess this is a little hard to explain, but it's not that you ever really get to a place where suddenly confidence is not an issue. It's more that you learn how to just like live with the fact that you may like on a regular basis feel like you have absolutely no idea what you're doing (laughs) and you learn to realize that that's true for everybody else as well. So if there's nothing to like arrive at, and this is just kind of always going to be there, then I think the offer is, why don't you learn to live alongside it right now instead of waiting for the inevitable insight of the fact that you're just going to have to learn to live alongside of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just kind of jump in and, and go. Yeah. I, think, I think as females, like we struggle with that. Like I know men sometimes like they already have that confidence almost like, yeah, yeah. I'll just try it out. But like females, like we need to remember sometimes to just lean into our power a little bit more yeah. and just go. Yeah. And, and yeah, I think I, you're, you're always going to feel like you don't know what you're doing. Right. <laughs> I, just think, I just think that that's, that's part of entrepreneurship. Maybe, maybe more so for women than men. I'm not really sure, but, um, but that's just going to be there. There's, there's no version of, of that not being there at some level. So then there's nothing to wait for. Yeah, absolutely. And everything's always changing. I mean, hello, 2020 is like the the year of everything changing. So, you know, no one, okay, I don't want to say no one, but a lot of people didn't foresee this year falling out or coming out the way that it did. And yet you just have to roll with the punches. So what you may have had planned in January, it looks completely now different now in August, September. So um, you're right. Like, could you imagine if you're like, Oh, I don't know what 2020 is going to bring. I'm not going to do anything then. And then you're just held back. (laughs) Yes. we, We never know. So yeah, I love it. And the unknowing is is kind of a cool place and to to navigate and figure out your for yourself too because it looks different for everyone. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. Jennifer, you have so much to offer and I know our audience is just going to want to connect with you further. Where can they go to do so? 
So obviously, you know, Facebook is my world. So that is definitely where I'm hanging <laughs> out um, more often than not. So I'm just Jennifer Spivak on Facebook and then um, all the information on my agency and the services that we offer would be over on my website, which is jenniferspivak.com. Beautiful. Jennifer, you are what I like to call a world shifter, and I cannot thank you enough for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I love that. I will honor that title going forward. Jennifer is a force and I love her energy. I've linked Jennifer's website and social channels on this week's episode notes found on mindbizlife.com. Don't forget to connect with me. I'm everywhere on social media at mindbizlife. I'll see you back here on Friday for another episode of Fuel Your Life Friday. But until then, remember, every level of life is an opportunity to grow. Be well, my friend.